Well, it's been a couple weeks so far since Major League Baseball returned to action with no fans in the seats. How do you think it's gone so far? Welcome to the Sportscasters Club Radio Show, where it's all about becoming a better sportscaster and a better sports fan. And now, your host, a man who has trained sportscasters at Marist College, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, and Fordham University's WFUV Radio, Rick Schultz. Welcome back to the Sportscasters Club online radio show. I am Rick Schultz, and today we're going to talk a little bit about the return of baseball. Baseball back on television, on radio. Let's talk about that, because we waited for months. People were just clamoring for sports to be back, to watch, to talk about. And finally, baseball is back, and certainly... There have been some issues, of course, over the past couple weeks. We hear about new updates every day and different teams and quarantines and different things like that. But let's talk about the broadcast quality. Let's talk about a topic that we discussed a couple months ago. Sports returning without fans in the seats. How would broadcasters handle that? What would the product look like to a fan? Would it be compelling? Would it be exciting? Would it be just flat out weird? Well, I have some thoughts, and I'm going to share them next. Have you been searching for a community where you can connect with aspiring sportscasters, established sports broadcasters, and serious sports fans? Are you looking for a place where you can network, improve your skills, and grow your career? Come join our exclusive Sportscasters Club VIP membership community. Go to sportscastersclub.com and click on membership. That's sportscastersclub.com and click on membership. And during our grand opening, use the promo code SPORTS to save 50%. So join our exclusive VIP community today. Visit sportscastersclub.com and click on membership. We'll see you there. All right, well, baseball is back. We were all waiting for weeks, months for baseball to return to the airwaves and for teams to be back. And it's been a strange season so far, obviously, a shortened season. Very interesting in that every game means a lot more. And it seems like every day we get stories about how things have changed. Players on teams have been diagnosed as testing positive with the Chinese COVID disease and quarantines and all those things. And it is definitely strange because then you have the topic of were players out partying? Were they in the hotel? Were they wearing masks and all that? But let's not focus on that part right now. Let's focus on the broadcast, the broadcast quality. We talked a while back, many episodes ago, about broadcasters returning without fans. And how would that look? How would that sound? How would fans react to it? And I have some thoughts. Some thoughts just from the early portion of this season. The first week or two. And some of my thoughts are that on television, I don't think the changes are as drastic as some might have thought. On television, 
I think the broadcast and the the viewing experience is still pretty close to what it was. For example, last night, tuned in, had a couple games on in the New York market, the Mets and the Yankees. And I can tell you that I enjoyed watching them both, listening to the commentators. The Mets were on SNY, the Yankees were on Fox. And having no fans in the seats didn't bother me much. It really didn't bother me at all, actually. I enjoyed watching the game, and it was a pretty natural viewing experience for me. One thing I noticed, and one thing that you've noticed as well, is that obviously the crowd noise is artificial. But in most instances, it sounds very realistic to me. It sounds almost as if you were at the game or watching the game in a normal scenario, in a normal season, with that background crowd noise. And I actually thought the Fox network broadcast was a lot more accurate with the crowd noise. It was it was really good as far as my perception of it. It sounded very natural. With the exception of when the play actually happened, sometimes the, the reaction of the crowd that they tried to, to change and alter was a little bit off. But they they made the attempt to when a play happened, to try to have the crowd react to it a little bit with the artificial sounds. But for the most part, the dead parts of a game where, you know, the pitcher's staring in for the sign and you just have that background murmur of the crowd, very accurate. And and it's actually a soothing sound. Definitely without that, it would have been very unusual to watch a ball game and to not have any crowd noise. And that's what we've seen over the past couple weeks is these networks and the technical people and the and the people behind the scenes have really done their best to make it as natural as possible. So the background crowd noise I think in these couple weeks has been has been really something that they've matched pretty darn well and I think even though it's a bit off during the action sometimes they're doing the best they can and so it's that's been very natural to me. And besides, here's a point that I want to make about crowds in the seats. First of all, I I definitely like the empty seats or the seats that are covered rather than the fake cardboard cutouts. Those are just, to me, my personal opinion is that when I see those cardboard cutouts, that brings my attention to the fact that there's no fans in the seats. And so I find myself looking at them like, this is just really weird. But when they have those navy blue coverings over the seats to match the seats, now that to me... It's not distracting. It seems very natural. And the point I wanted to make about crowds is that I'm watching the game for the game. I am not tuned in to see the crowd, to see the guy in the third row eating the Cracker Jacks, or the kid in the fifth row with his ball cap on and his glove and all excited, or the 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 person who's you know sitting behind the plate on the phone the whole time, not even paying attention. I'm not tuned in to see fans. I'm tuned in to see the game. And that's been something we've discussed on this Sportscasters Club radio show for a long time. The fact that too often, even in normal times with sports, television broadcasts will cut to views of the fans, which is very frustrating because I'm there to watch the game. And if I'm at a game in person, my attention is on the game. So, for example, a guy hits a big home run, I'm watching him circle the bases, I'm watching the excitement on the field, 
What I'm not doing is turning around and staring at the fan reaction. Yet that is what so many of the the producers and directors give us on television broadcasts. They'll give us the view of the crowd, which is just, it's to me, it's awkward. It's not what I'm going to be viewing if I'm at the ballpark. So that's why I, I've never felt it's appropriate to have an overuse of crowd shots. And that's why... Without a crowd, I don't miss it that much. And again, when I'm watching the television broadcasts, I prefer the coverings on the seats rather than the cardboard cutouts. They're just, they're just weird and they're freaky. I just don't like watching the cardboard cutouts. One thing I've noticed is that broadcasters are spending a lot of time talking about the COVID situation, and I think that's good. I think they have to. It's always been one of the, the tenets that we build our broadcasting philosophy around, that when people are tuned in to see a game or hear a game, you should talk about the game and focus on the game and the activity on the field, on the court. But in this situation, broadcasters, and regardless of what games that you've seen over the past couple weeks, they've spent a lot of time talking about the situation, about players quarantined, players testing positive, um, players in their hotels, were they out mingling, were they wearing masks, all that side of it. But I think in this aspect... And I think in this situation, you have to. And when they go down to Ken Rosenthal on the field and he's talking about that situation and games being suspended and teams not playing, and you have to because it's such a unique scenario and it does have a direct impact on the sport. And baseball, I think more than others, is almost like a it's an ongoing film strip, meaning that the film strip moves by, and there's a game every day, and it's like a soap opera. It's a it's a daily thing that goes on and on. Every day is Groundhog Day, and but it but it builds a story that goes on obviously for an entire season, every single day, and it's a storyline that never really ends. You have a game every day, but the storylines are bigger than any one game, and I think in this situation. Baseball and broadcasters have to spend time talking about it because it's just so unique. And every game means more, and there's that lingering possibility that teams can be forced to stop playing, as we've seen with Miami and some of the others. And broadcasters have to talk about it. It's that unique of a scenario. In fact, SNY had that little graphic and that goes up at the top left of the screen. Uh, it's a nice little touch. It's called the, the the summer sprint, showing how many games are remaining. I think that's a, a nice little touch. Things like that help to get fans up to date. Because truthfully, baseball's been back for a couple weeks. Many fans haven't been watching every day. Many fans, with the way it changes every day, they may not be extremely familiar with how things are going to play out as the season progresses through August and September. And what that does is get them right up to speed. Hey, there's there's 60 games left. Or there's 59 games left. Or 51 games left. Or whatever it might be. And I think that's a nice little touch to help get fans up to date. So I think overall, television broadcasts have been pretty close to the experience. They've always been. And I think that's a great testament to the people on the air, behind the scenes, that have made these broadcasts as enjoyable and as compelling as they can be. It is funny, though, because without a lot of that ambient crowd noise, 
you can often hear the broadcasters and you can often hear their voices a lot more clearly than you could. So it's funny, uh, one of the broadcasts that I saw, Gary Cohen actually said to Ron Darling, was that your first sigh of the season? Because you could clearly hear, uh, not Ron Darling, Keith Hernandez, you could hear him sigh after he was discussing something. And I heard it at home and Gary Cohen reacted to it because it's not something you would normally hear in a broadcast with a lot of that ambient sound, but it's definitely something that I heard on the broadcast and Gary Cohen mentioned it. So as a broadcaster, you have to be extra careful that every sound, every sigh, every groan and moan that comes out of your voice is going to be heard on a broadcast. So overall, my thoughts are that television broadcasts have been pretty close to what they were. I've, I've enjoyed watching, and you probably have too, and there has just been something nice about sitting back, turning on the television, and seeing a baseball game in its relaxed pace, in its normal environment, minus the fans, But to see the action on the field, it kind of brings a sense of normalcy to our lives. And for that, I know we're all very grateful. When I return, I'll be back to wrap it up. If you're enjoying the show, check out our seven-hour online sports broadcasting course. We cover play-by-play, talk show hosting, television, and much more. Visit sportscastersclub.com and click on online sportscasting class. All right, the Sportscasters Club online radio show. As we wind down our final moments together, just want to remind you to send in your questions to questions at sportscastersclub.com. We answer questions, and in our next episode, we're going to tackle a good one that came in from a listener in California, a young student who's going to be attending college sometime soon and had a really important question that... I think it would help a lot of aspiring sportscasters and students as they look ahead to their academics and, and starting their college career with that goal of being in sports media. And so that's going to be in our next episode as we tackle that question. But feel free to send in your questions anytime you want. And for this episode, we're going to wrap it up. I'm Rick Schultz. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for sharing this with at least one sports broadcaster or aspiring sportscaster in your life. Until next time, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Sportscasters Club radio show at sportscastersclub.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you will never miss an episode. And thanks for liking, sharing, posting reviews, and spreading the word.